0: Thank Hello, welcome to Warhorn Media's podcast of Out of Our Minds Blog Posts. This is episode 38. It's titled, Temptations, Pastor's Face, 5B. It's in a series of posts, and the subtitle is Denominations. It's by Tim Bailey. I'm your reader. It's dated November 5, 2022. Back in 1983, I received the MDiv from Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, where Billy Graham was the board member of NOTE, and a couple of the most prominent evangelical feminist scholars were faculty members. Recently repenting of feminism, our Heavenly Father protected me from getting misled by these scholars. Meanwhile, Mary Lee was trying to get on board with my repentance. She didn't disagree, but it was hard work. As graduation approached, what denomination did I choose? In terms of Presbyterian denominations, the options were the mainline Presbyterian Church USA, the recently formed Evangelical Presbyterian Church, EPC, and the also recently formed Presbyterian Church in America, PCA. The mainline, PCUSA, required women elders constitutionally. And would not ordain men who refused to participate. The EPC split the difference allowing the ordination of women to the office of pastor and elder while not requiring pastors to endorse it. The newly formed PCA did not allow women to be ordained. There were a couple other Presbyterian denominations including the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, the OPC, which did not allow the ordination of women. The local OPC congregation's church house was a couple miles from the seminary, and we worshiped, and I did my pastoral internship there. Still, although we loved our local OPC congregation, for reasons I won't go into here, we had no inclination to enter that denomination. Concerning the EPC, it struck me as a broadly evangelical denomination lacking convictions— And I'd seen enough of this growing up in Wheaton's evangelicalism, so the EPC was out. It would have been possible to go into a non-Presbyterian denomination or an independent church, but I was fearful of this option and didn't pursue it. I was afraid to cast my lot in with independency or congregationalism. Obviously, Presbyterian polity wasn't a matter of deep biblical conviction at the time. We were left with two options the newly reunited PCUSA and the newly formed PCA. Despite it being feminist, mainline, and liberal, we chose the PCUSA, which at the time had many exceedingly wealthy evangelical tall steeple churches served by evangelical stars like Earl Palmer at First Pres in Berkeley, Bruce Larson at University Pres in Seattle, Lloyd John Ogilvy at Hollywood Pres in LA. Frank Kick at Eastminster Press in Wichita, Jim Boyce at 10th Press in Philly, John Huffman at St. Andrews in Newport Beach, and Clayton Bell, Billy Graham's brother-in-law, at Highland Park in Dallas. Why the PCUSA? Dad had grown up in this denomination, attending 10th back under Donald Gray Barnhouse then another congregation of the denomination up in New York City before heading off to college at Wheaton. As we weighed our denominational affiliation, Dad's constant speaking engagements were heavily weighted toward these tall steeple churches and pastors, so family heritage influenced my decision. More significant, though, was First Pres in Boulder, where I had been an intern and gone under care of Boulder Presbytery prior to matriculating at Gordon-Conwell. All the pastoral staff of First Pres had been kind to me, particularly the senior pastor, Bob Erder, and his first associate, Gene Allen. They had offered me a job and given me a small group to lead, an adult Sunday school class to teach, full participation in pastor's meetings, a key leadership and teaching position on a team training their lay counselors, so their sessions' commendation of my coming under care of Boulder Presbytery was natural, as was also their provision of financial support all through seminary, which they offered and gave without any request on my part. In other words, from the moment of Mary Lee's and my arrival, they confirmed our call to pastoral ministry in every way possible. This is no small thing for a young man of 26 with a wife and child. Yes, they towed the denominational line and had a few women elders on their session, although no women pastors, of course. But the underlying culture was biblical, and the woman elder Mary Lee and I got to know and grew close to was the very picture of godly womanhood. The reader sees how I rationalized going into the PCUSA. It just seemed a natural thing to do, given the care we had received the previous four years from the pastors, elders, and congregation of Boulder's First Pres. So my third year, I flew out there for an examination by the psychiatrist paid by the presbytery to evaluate all candidates for ordination. After all, it was all on their dime. As the end of seminary approached, I took the PCUSA's ordination exams and was greatly relieved to pass all of them. At the time, there was something like a 50% failure rate of at least one of those exams, so this was no small hurdle. It should be noted that I sent my PIF, my personal information form, only to small and poor churches in rural Appalachia, Chicago's inner city, a small town of 1,500 in the middle of dairy farms in Wisconsin, and a small church out in Coal City, Montana. None of the vacant pulpits in Appalachian Chicago responded to my inquiries, and I found out a few months later from a member of the Committee on the Ministry of Chicago Presbytery that they had rejected me because I had gone to Gordon-Conwell. I never found out why the rural Appalachian churches didn't respond. In time, I was called by that yoke parish of two churches in Cambria, Rosedale Presbyterian Church and Partyville, Wisconsin, First Presbyterian Church, where I had sent my PIF. After an ordination examination by John Knox Presbytery, I was ordained and installed to serve as their parish pastor on October 23, 1983. We were happy to be there and loved the congregations and ministry. Still, let the reader understand that as we arrived, the majority of the elders comprising the sessions of these two congregations were women. Also, that one of the first disciplinary actions we undertook was calling a young woman of 19 off at college in another state to move out of the apartment she was sharing with her boyfriend. We asked her to meet with the session when she came home for fall break, but she refused and later was granted by that same session, the privilege of being married to that man by my predecessor, using the church house next door to our manse for the wedding ceremony. This was my call, and it was very difficult from the start. And God gave us grace and faith so that we dove into our work of reform, both inside and outside the pulpit. One thing that might help explain the difficulty of the work is the fact that this young woman we had sought to call to repentance for her fornication was an inactive elder of the church. She was only inactive because she was out of town at college. She had been nominated and elected as an elder serving the church during high school after being ordained at 16 years of age. Things like that. That's the end of the post. Um, You might want to go online. There are a number of pictures of some of these churches that are interesting, I think. Um, And then I want to note also, as I conclude, that this is sixth in a series of Temptations Pastors' Face. And so if you want to get the context for this recording, you might want to go back and listen to the previous ones. And this series will go on for some time. Anyhow, thank you for listening. Do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast. Two, tell your friends that they can now subscribe to audio recordings of Warhorn posts. We depend on you as our only marketing. Until our next post, stay warm, devote yourself to loving your neighbor, and love God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. This is Tim Bailey saying thank you for giving us a listen. Goodbye. Why do you stand afar off In times of trouble Proudly the wicked Pursues the poor By his own plots Lord, let him be surprised Rise up, O Lord Hear how he boasts Of his heart's desire